Want an ad-free version of Daily Tech Headlines and support the show directly? Go to DailyTechHeadlines.com to find out how. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Tuesday, August 7th, 2018. I'm Sarah Lane. A report from the FCC's Inspector General is set to reveal that there's no evidence of a DDoS attack against its comments system when it was soliciting net neutrality comments in May of last year. FCC Chairman Ajit Pai says that the false DDoS reports are the fault of the prior administration and former Chief Information Officer David Bray. Pai also claimed that the report debunks the conspiracy theory that he and his office knew the DDoS claims were unfounded. Instead, he argued the FCC should focus on revamping the commenting system. Airbnb announced that bookings made through its Airbnb for Work program, which was recently rebranded to Airbnb for Business, tripled between 2016 and 2017. Airbnb says 700,000 companies are now using Airbnb for Work, up from 250,000 it reported in April of last year. West Virginians serving overseas will be able to cast upcoming federal election ballots using a smartphone app. But West Virginia's decision to allow mobile voting has drawn criticism from security experts who claim the method is insecure. West Virginia Secretary of State Mac Warner and Voax, the Boston company that developed the app, insist the technology is indeed secure. Users must first register by taking a photo of their government-issued identification and then a video of their face and then upload both via the app. Voax says its facial recognition software will ensure the photo and video show the same person. State officials will leave a final decision on using the app in November to each county. Jeffrey Katzenberg and Meg Whitman's new TV initiative announced a new round of funding, $1 billion in fact, backed by Disney, 21st Century Fox, NBC Universal, Sony Pictures, Viacom, AT&T's Warner Media, formerly Time Warner, Lionsgate, MGM, ITV, Entertainment One, and Alibaba. New TV plans to launch by the end of 2019 with a premium lineup of original short-form series around 10 minutes each. The service will have two subscription tiers, an advertising free plan and an advertising light option. That's according to Meg Whitman. 
The information reports those who own Amazon's assisted enabled smart device, you know her name, rarely use that voice for shopping. Of about 50 million A users, only about 100,000 reportedly bought something via voice interface more than once. The Echo and similar devices are mostly for listening to music or asking about the weather and setting timers. The information notes that while a million people have tried buying things via voice, only about 100,000 continued through with their purchase. Google released Android 9 Pie to consumers. It's rolling out to Pixel phones first. Pie includes an updated material design look, a new notification panel, reworked recent app screen, and support for gesture controls and devices with notches. Android's digital well-being features now go into beta for Android 9 Pie users. The company says devices that were part of the Android P beta program that includes those by Sony, Xiaomi, HMD Global, Oppo, Vivo, OnePlus, and Essential and qualifying Android One devices should have the update by the end of autumn. Google also announced new updates to its Google for Education suite. Classroom, a web service that connects teachers with other teachers and students, now has its own dedicated classwork page. A new People tab is designed to give teachers a unified place to manage students, co-teachers, and guardians. CourseKit is a toolkit for teachers to use Google Docs and Drive to collect assignments and provide better feedback to students. And starting this fall, Google's AR Core Software Development Kit will support the Acer Chromebook Tab 10. That's the first Chrome OS tablet and the first non-smartphone to use AR Core. Finally, Instapaper is reintroducing its Instapaper premium subscription service and is back in the European Union after months of being offline for EU users due to GDPR compliance issues. Last month, the developers of Instapaper announced they were taking the service independent from Pinterest. The core bookmarking and parsing features of Instapaper will continue to be available for free. Instapaper Premium will also be available for free for six months to EU users that experience downtime due to GDPR issues. For more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to DailyTechNewsShow.com. I'm Sarah Lane. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.